When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Bengals fans. I am Matt Minnick, and this is Coach Speak. Well, I talked a little bit about best player available and how I think that's kind of a relative thing uh, last week. This week I wanted to talk about the Bengals and their needs and kind of how that breaks down and you know what I think the likelihood is of seeing the Bengals draft a player uh, at, a, at a given position. So we broke this down and, and you know I'm actually just going to call an audible here right in the middle of it and, and mix a couple things together and make it a nice round 10 positions. So starting at the bottom least likely position to see the Bengals take uh, it's going to be quarterback I don't really see them trying to develop anybody at this point I think you know Allen's the backup I think you know it, it's not necessarily worth using that type of capital to do that when you could afford to, to build depth in other places so I don't think we're going to see that one happen um then I'm going to go to, and this is what I combined here, we're going to go to punter slash kicker. Sorry, obviously not going to be a kicker. Um, but with the punter position, it, it doesn't seem like they're really showing that much interest. I think they're good with what they got. Um, just from the whispers you're hearing, I know everybody loves the, the San Diego State dude, uh, whose name I haven't bothered to learn how to pronounce because... I don't think they're going to take him, uh, but we know they didn't meet with him at the combine. We haven't really heard anything directly connecting them. Here's the thing I would watch out for. I believe they already have two sixth-round picks. If they do a trade and they pick up another pick in that area, that's when I might start smelling something. I might start thinking something's up because when they've drafted, uh, they've had a lot of picks right in that general area when they drafted Jake Elliott. They had a lot of picks right in that general area when they uh, picked Evan McPherson. You know, so when they when they start really collecting those kind of mid D three type picks, that makes me think, oh, they got a bunch of stuff. They're gonna do something on special teams. Um, could also be somewhere where they take a kick returner, punt returner in that type of range too. Uh, so don't you know run to your bookie when you when you see that because uh, and, and put money on a punter because uh, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, I could see them going that route as well, but I kind of feel like they have to have a lot of capital for them to do anything for Darren Simmons. Um, all right, so we've got linebacker. They just got a, a lot of good young linebackers. You know, I, I don't really see them doing anything at that position. Uh, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. You know, running back would be the next one I'd go to. Um, you know, they, they took Evans last year. How do they feel about him? I mean, can they find a guy who comes in and, and, you know, is a improvement over Pirine, you know. Uh, that's got to be a versatile guy. He's got to be able to do a lot of things for them. Um, so, I mean, can they find that guy? Yeah, I mean, maybe. 
You know, like if the right guy's there, I can see it happening. But I just, I'm not sure. I think it would be beneficial if that guy was also a uh, a returner. You know, um, geez, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, but North Carolina State's got a running back uh, who's also one of the better returners in the, in the draft. Uh, something with a Z. Anyway, uh, you know, so that would be something I'd look at there. But those are positions that I don't really see the Bengals being too excited about running up to the podium and bringing in really at any you know particular time of the draft. You know, like, like I said, maybe a little bit later on, running back in the right situation. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll go for value if they find the right guy at basically any of those spots. Um, but those are the ones that I, I don't see them being that excited about. And then continuing to move uh, down the line, the next one, and this is going to surprise people a little bit, I don't think they're in a huge rush to draft off a of lineman. They have got a bunch of young linemen, um, and we've heard that they like those guys. You know, guys like uh, Hakeem Adeniji, who a year ago, everybody in the fan base loved. Uh, right? So uh, let's not forget about that. They've got Trey Hill. They've got DeAndre Smith. You know, they've got Jackson Carmen, obviously. So, you know, they've, they've got some young guys in that position that are they're still developing. They, they might be developing some quality depth at that spot. Now, I am 1,000% on board for a Linderbaum in round one. Um, you know, if you're bringing in a guy to be a guy, uh, if you're bringing in a guy that, you know, you think is better than what you have, I'm with you on that. I'm just saying from a depth standpoint, I feel like they have a lot of young depth on the offensive line. Um, you know, yeah, maybe they take a guy. You know, maybe 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 they take two. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it kind of depends on, on what the value you're getting is. I just don't think it's really a need to go out and develop that type of depth on the offensive line because they've, they've got some young guys already, and I think they feel better about them than, than we do. You know, that, that's the thing. Some of those guys, Hakeem we've seen a lot of, Jackson we've seen a little bit of. Uh, but, you know, Hill, Smith, we're not at the practices, you know, and, and there's not as many reporters and stuff at those things as, as there used to be. You know, it's a little bit more open now, but we don't know what they're seeing every day and what some of the development going on there is. So, you know, that's, that's something to account for. Uh, the next one would be wide receiver. Okay, I think it's a little bit more likely. We know they want to build some depth at the wide receiver position there. I think it's a good chance they look for guys who can contribute on special teams, specifically uh, as kick returners uh, at that spot as well. Um I also, I love T. Higgins. I, something about him, he's just like a soft tissue kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like, he he's a Ferrari, and and you don't you don't buy a Ferrari because it's reliable. You know, you you buy it because it, it performs. And um, you know, so I think they need to be able to have a flex to have another good outside guy for a few weeks here and there, uh, because I, I just don't. Don't trust him to stay healthy all the time. I mean, he showed it to a Reds game in a sling without anybody knowing anything, you know. So uh, I, I love him. I'm not trying to replace him. I just think that they need a quality guy that can step into to his shoes uh, and spell him for a few games if the need should arise. So then I'm going to go to kick pump returner. So obviously that's pulled in with another position, possibly a receiver, possibly a, a defensive back possibly a running back uh but they, they said they need a guy who can you know strike fear into the hearts of their opponents or I, i'm paraphrasing darren simmons there um but you know they, they want that that guy that force so we'll see how much they invest in that we'll see we'll see where they go with that you know um i have 
we just talked about receivers, and I'm, I'm conceding this. Like, I just don't have time to put the the work into really, really, really knowing the wide receiver class this year. Um, so I'm looking at it, but I'm not going to claim that, you know, to be an expert on that thing. I've, I've spent a lot of time on the offensive line, and I've spent a lot of time on, uh, on the defensive backfield and defensive line. But I don't have time to do that justice um, with the shortened year and the Super Bowl run uh, to, to my own personal standard. One guy I have looked into, though, is Velvis Jones from Tennessee. And that dude, he's, he's him and Marcus Jones from Houston, the, the, the cornerback, uh, are the two guys that really get talked about as returners. Like I said, the NC State running back's another guy. But Velvis Jones, man, he he does some things. Like when the ball's in his hands, like after the catch, it reminds me a lot of Chase. He, he can't do the contested catches. He's, he's a smaller guy. He can't you know do some of those things. But he could be an interesting developmental slot type guy and a stud returner. You know, we don't know the receiver market's going crazy, so we don't know what the future's going to be. You know, you might need that guy. Also, it's just kind of a different type of slot, gives you a different type of matchup. Um, you know, we saw in the in the Super Bowl before OBJ got hurt, they were trying to take advantage of that matchup in the slot because they had a a guy in OBJ that they could stick in there that they thought that they could take advantage of Hilton with, um, and it was working. Um, you know, would have been interesting and you know to get to see how Anarumo would have flexed to that, but like it was working. So you know, having a, a different body type. Is interesting. Now, I'm getting caught in my own, you know, my own rhetoric here, because I've said this before, that lots of times we look at positions and we say, well, they don't have this, so they should draft this. Um, and sometimes it's that they don't want that, that that's not their thing. Um, so I think that, that the smaller slot, the little guy, like, <laughs> that's a great example of that. So, oh, um, I might be full of it with that. You know what I mean? Because I, I can see them just being like, no, we don't like guys that are that little. Um, you know, they, they've they've got a Trent Taylor guy, and they're happy with that type of guy. But then I could ever, you know, look look for quite the Velvus Jones type of guy. I don't know. I mean, maybe being a kick returner augments that. It's the same thing with Marcus Jones. He's a lower dude. Uh, you know, maybe you're not really looking for a Darius Phillips shorter guy to match up with slot receivers in your deep at the backfield. Maybe you don't value that that much. But maybe the returnability makes up for it. So, anyway, I think Velvus could be a lot of fun, but it's hard to get a read on that. I, uh, I don't know if they're really interested in that or if they would use him well on offense. They'd certainly use him as a kick returner. All right, that gets us into the top three now. Um, and I'm going to say – oh, I'm sorry, not, not top three. <laughs> we're in the top half now. I might have been more than ten. I don't know. Maybe I can't count. But we're going to go edge rusher after that. Okay? I think you can always use that guy. We forget they've got him aside. They're going to add that guy. Uh, again, you know, and I am actually I posted on Twitter my, my comment about what teams don't have. Sometimes it's because they don't want it. Uh, and, and my man Mike Sands re- responded with, yeah, like the Bengals with, uh, with bendy edge rushers. So, hey, maybe it's not that guy. But, you know, somebody to be a rotational piece, to be a, a different – you know, kind of guy that they can mix up with um, with Hubbard, with Henderson, and, you know, with Osai next year. Uh, you can never have too many of the, those guys, which is a huge cliche, but it, it's, it's certainly true. An ACDC guy that they could bump inside would be nice, too. would be fun. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think they'll look at that. Um, and, you know, we know that they like, you know, toolsy, athletic guys in the mid-rounds of those spots, so that's where I, I look for that at. Tight end would be next on my list. I don't see them going for tight ends super duper early. I think this is more of a mid-round sort of thing too. Maybe as early as uh, round three. I don't really 
see it. I'm not that excited about the idea of taking a tight end in round two, um, which is not a positional thing. It's more of a, eh, I'm not that excited about the guys that are necessarily going to be there thing. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but, you know, the, like there are some good ones. There are some interesting ones there uh, that can develop at that spot, and I've, I've talked about some of those guys in the past. Safety. You need, first of all, Ricardo Allen's gone. You know, uh, Brandon Wilson returned from injury, you know, gives you that kind of third guy, but you, you still kind of want another guy in there. I think Trey Flowers fills a little bit of that role too. But you need another guy for a substitution package type of guy, and you need a guy for the future. I think you want a versatile guy for the future. That's what you want. You want a guy that can do anything, um, which is obviously tough to find. But look, that's what the Bengals want in the first place. They want, like, the, it's, ah, <laughs> I can't talk. Let's not act like they don't put... Von Bell in a in a deep field zone. They do like he's not just a box guy. They put him back there. Uh, you know we might call him out for it sometimes, but they do it. You know let's not act like that's all Bates does. Bates gets into the box too. And look, I love Bates. You love Bates. We all love Bates together. But here's the thing: what's going to happen next year? Are they going to bring Bates back on a long term deal? Maybe. But if they do. They've also got Von Bell coming up for a new contract. How much money are they going to put into that position? So if they bring back Bates, I think it's a good chance they're unable to bring back Von Bell. And it'd be nice to have somebody on a rookie salary base so you're not you know, really putting that much of your cap into that one position for your starters. So I think this is a spot where you might see them go in the first two rounds if they can find that type of guy. And again, they take a guy in round one. Doesn't mean Bates is gone. Because it might, be, might mean Von Bell is gone. You know, it might mean Von Bell is gone. Uh, and we've got to be able to have that flexibility to be able to go in either direction with that. Cornerback. Number two on the list. Ooh, shocker, especially for the guy who's said multiple times that coaching corners and doing nothing else would be his dream job. But, Yes, I think cornerback is number two because I think Eli gives you a guy who you can survive another year with Eli. I know we don't want to, but I think you can. Um, I want to find that guy. I want to find a guy who's going to come in and going to take that over for him. Maybe that's in the first round. I'm 1,000% I'm on board with it if it is in the first round. Uh, I've got a, an article coming out, probably will come out before this, uh, on Booth versus Elam. You know, there are some other guys I like. I've been quite vociferous about my affection for Alante Taylor from Tennessee, um, you know, in, in round two, perhaps. So, yeah, like, I'm on board with it, uh, but I think IDL is the, the more important spot. You know, they've got Hill back. They lost Okunjobi. I think they need a guy who can get after the quarterback. I think it's going to be hard to find that guy in this draft because I think those guys are going to go fast. There's a lot of D-linemen. There's a lot of good testing in D-linemen. There's not really that interior pass rusher guy. You know, like there are, but there's not a, a ton of them. You're not going to get them too late. Um, when I do mock drafts, I see those guys fly at the board, and anytime I don't take them in the first two rounds, I, re I regret it. Um, now, you got to go BPA, and I'm 100% I'm for that. If they don't get the guy that you know in the draft, then they're, they're going to have to do something in free agency, figure something out, like they did last year when they brought in Hill through uh, a trade. But... That's that, and that's how I feel about that position. I think it's really important that they find that interior pass pressure. I think that should be the number one priority. But let's not just say we're not going to take uh, a dude. We're not going to take a Linderbaum. We're not going to take uh, a Booth, an Elam in round one because we need an IDL. Hell no, all right? Draft dudes, all right? 
you know, not not the podcast draft dudes, all right, which, you know, they are the dudes of the draft, draft dudes, draft the verb, all right, uh, not the word affecting it. So, draft dudes, draft best player for you, as we talked about in the previous podcast, uh, and, you know, count for the rest of that later. All right, I got to wrap this up. I'm going to be late for work, so, and, and so are you. So uh, thanks for listening. I am Coach Minnick. This is Coach Speak. Follow me on Twitter. Lots of clips coming up. Lots of good articles and draft content coming up. Who day? Yeah, we coming for with sours. Yeah, we coming for with sours.